You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I mean, you still get that feeling. It's a little different when you, you're a little bit more familiar with it. It turns from nerves to just excitement. Definitely ready to get to work. It's a fun group to be with. You know, energetic group, bring energy every day. I'm just excited to get out there. Yeah, Sunday will get here quick, so I'm excited about it. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, one more time from Bristol, Connecticut. ESPN campus is where I'm at right now. Is my man Ari is representing in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, holding it down as he does each and every day, does a fine job. And again, here on the ESPN campus, it's been a fun three days. It's been a long three days, but I'll tell you right now, I'll be be glad to be back in uh, the Las Vegas area. Be glad to be back at Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow afternoon uh, there at the South Outlets. Definitely come by. You'll hear this show generated directly from Buffalo Wild Wings. So 2 to 5 p.m., just put that in your calendar, put that in your notes. Make sure you come on by when we get you hooked up with a bunch of prizes. But as I mentioned, have had a really good time. You heard uh, Devontae Adams and Jimmy G in the opener, and they sound like they're ready to have a really good time basically with the first day of school. What do I mean by that? That's just the first day of football. Of course, it's going down tonight. We know the Chiefs and the Lions get everything kicked off in primetime action, Thursday night football. Uh, most likely no uh, Travis Kelsey. We know there's no Chris Jones for the Chiefs, and we'll see how the Lions deal with that. If the Lions are able to live up to the hype that they've had all summer long, the hype that I have not joined that hype train, will not join that hype train until they prove to I, that I should. We'll see sooner rather than later, but just knowing that football is actually back, no preseason, no training camp, none of that. It is all real deal for the next 18 weeks for sure, and then whatever happens after that, well, that happens after that in the postseason. But excited to be with you this afternoon for the next three hours here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Plenty of good uh, guests to get to on the show today. Of course, we got them lined up as we do each and every day, and starting us off at 2.30. We'll continue to get a preview of the Denver Broncos and uh, how we're going to do that today. Former Denver Bronco offensive tackle and Super Bowl 50 champ Ryan Harris will join the show. It's almost like today is the offensive lineman show. I, I, I just kind of put that together as I'm looking at the rundown here in the studio that I'm sitting in. I was realizing I think today is the offensive line show. We got Ryan Harris, again, former Denver Bronco offensive tackle, Super Bowl 50 champ. He's going to join the show, give us a rundown on the Broncos, uh, talk about Sean Payton, talk about the job he's got to do to try to turn that Bronco organization around. He's come out in the media and said that there's a lot of work that had to be due. He kind of gave himself a fail-safe, like, okay, uh, there's a lot of work to do. This place was in a really bad place after Nathaniel Hackett messed it up for less than a whole uh, football season. He already said that, then he tried to take it back, but once it's out there, it's out there. So uh, you realize that he knows there's a lot of work to do with the Denver Broncos, but just like each and every year, Denver gets so much love uh, leading up to the season. They're going to be this team. They're going to that be that team. Yada, 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 and it just doesn't happen. And then the Chargers, uh, I could talk about the Chargers until I'm blue in the face. Not going to do that until, well, week four <laughs> when it comes up to the Chargers week when the Raiders are on the road taking on L.A. But Ryan Harris will give us his thoughts on not only this upcoming game, what it means to start off the season against a rival, but, again, also just the job that Sean Payton needs to do there in Denver with not only Russell Wilson but the whole Bronco team to get it back to where they want it to be, where they hired him, you know, the the money, the big-time money and the draft capital that they gave up to get him, where they want that to be. So Ryan Harris joins us coming up at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we'll go around the league, and we're going to do this each and every week, and we have to do it on Thursday because, well, there's Thursday night football. So we'll do it each and every week, and today sometimes the, the times might vary depending on what guests we have. Today we'll do it at 3 o'clock. NFL picks. So what Ari's going to do is he's going to go through every single game on the schedule, 
And I'm going to pick the winners and, and losers. I do it each and every year. Going to pick the win-loss, whatever game it is. Like tonight, it's the Chiefs and the Lions. But he's also going to give us the line, you know, the point spread. So he'll give us that. I'll give my thoughts on not only who I think is going to win the game outright, but also when it comes to the point spread. We'll throw a little gambling aspect into it because, well, there's always a little gambling aspect into everything these days. So uh, not that that matters. I'm a guy that likes to pick win-losses. Not really a point spread guy, but I know a lot of people are, are focused in and want to know what the lines are on each and every game. So we're going to do that coming up about 3 o'clock this afternoon. Then, 3.30, as I mentioned, it's the Offensive Line Show. Lincoln Kennedy, he joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday to review the game that just passed on Tuesday and preview the upcoming game on Thursday. So today we're going to preview this game against the Denver Broncos, really focused in on what the keys to victory will be for him. We'll do that on the show here tomorrow, keys to victory. I like to save that for the end of the week, the the last show before the game, or even if we're doing a show on game day, I uh, like to talk about the keys to victory on that day. Whatever's closest to kickoff is what I like to do. So we'll do that here on the show on Friday, uh, but we'll have Lincoln Kennedy kind of give us the keys, what he'll be looking for while he's in Denver sitting next to Jason Horowitz on the radio play-by-play call. Uh, talking about Raiders and Broncos. And, of course, the Raiders are riding a nice little win streak against the Denver Broncos. So Lincoln Kennedy will break it all the way down. We'll talk a little offensive line with him because we have to, right? I mean, the offensive line is something that uh, he always is focusing in on, something that I like to stand there next to him at the practice facility and kind of pick his brain when he's looking at what he's looking at and, you know, what is he looking for? Because, again, the guy that did it at the highest level, uh, he he knows a lot more about what he's looking for than I do. So I always like to uh, ask him questions and, and, and just hear the knowledge that he has when it comes to not only the game of football but really in particular that offensive line. Uh, and then, of course, the, the, the rival that is, the Denver Broncos, right? I mean, obviously, Lincoln was involved in uh, one of the most famous games there in Denver, uh, the snowball game where, uh, you know, people were throwing snowballs that had batteries in them. And uh, Lincoln did not like that too much. So uh, he talks about that quite a bit. So uh, he knows all too much about this uh, Raider and Bronco rivalry. I don't think it's quite what it used to be. I don't think any rivalry in the NFL is quite what it used to be. But we'll still talk to him about it and just kind of what that means uh, you know, obviously, every team in the AFC West hates the Raiders. And, of course, Raider Nation hates all the teams in the AFC West. Nobody's a fan of the Chiefs. Nobody's a fan of the Chargers. Nobody's a fan of the Broncos. I wonder who is the most hated, though, amongst, like, how much, who 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 does Raider Nation hate the most? So that'll be something we talk about coming up in the opening drive. But we'll talk with Lincoln Kennedy coming up at 3.30. Then Vinny Bonsignor, he's over at the Intermountain Health Performance Center right now, and I know he was on a JT show. Normally, JT has him on Wednesdays, so we like to have Vinny on Thursdays, but because of scheduling with the practice uh, schedule and locker room access yesterday, he uh, joined JT earlier today, so he'll join us as well coming up at 4 o'clock this afternoon and talk about the vibe there at practice, a beautiful day in Henderson from everything I saw from Vinny's Twitter account, uh, what he's hearing in the Raiders locker room, what he's hearing from the coaches. Of course, we'll talk about the Chandler Jones situation as well that has not died down yet. Uh, when I thought that, okay, it was going to slow down and, and then all of a sudden we, you know, we'd find out something sooner rather than later, all of a sudden last night it reared its ugly head again and there was more social media posts and it's just it's a bad time to have a bad time for, for Chandler Jones. It really looks like he needs, if anything else, he needs a friend and he needs a little bit of help. But again, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose what's going on. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not inside the building. I have not been inside those conversations or in the in the in the hallways or wherever those conversations have gone on between him and uh, the front office and coaching staff or whatever the case may be. 
But just from the outside looking in, man, it does not look good. And I just hope that whoever needs help gets the, the help that they need and is really taken care of because it looks like it could end up being a really uh, tough and, uh, and and scary situation for one Chandler Jones. So we'll ask Vinny what's the latest and the greatest that he's hearing on that front. And then, of course, what he'll be looking for on Sunday versus Denver Broncos as well. So those are the three guests that we have lined up. Ryan Harris, former Denver Bronco offensive tackle at 230. Lincoln Kennedy, former Raider offensive tackle at 330. And Vinny Bonsignor, I don't know. Let me ask you this, Ari. <laughs> Cause I ask you this before I before I uh, you know get get uh, get myself in trouble. Uh-huh. If I if I say that that we got Ryan on as an offensive tackle, and I say that we have Lincoln on as an offensive tackle, Ooh. and then when I introduce Vinny, if I say former offensive tackle Vinny Bossignor, would that be disrespectful? <laughs> no, because actually this whole time I was thinking, oh well, you're the defensive back, so <laughs> they might <laughs> yeah, feel, they might feel a certain way because they're in the presence of a defensive back. But no, but he might no, but he might think that I'm saying, oh, Vinny's a big dude, which I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that would be if that would be like a slight to somebody if I was like, oh, and our third offensive lineman for the day is Vinny Bonsignor. You know, I'm gonna say no because my initial reaction, and I've seen Vinny before, was not that. So I just thought, you know, just all in fun and games. So all right, so I'm 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 the, the judge here, so I say it's all good. I'll tee it up a different way. I'll, I'll say that we're bringing in Vinny uh, Bonsignor, who does a lot of blocking or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll do something like that. I'll, Runs I'll try his mouth to tee on the up. field. <laughs> right, exactly. I just want to have a theme going. And we've got two out of three guests are, are former offensive linemen. So I just want to cut. Maybe he played that position in you high never school. Know. I guess we'll find right? out on the fly. There you go. That's how I'll start. I'll ask him. I'll say, you know what? I got a theme, and I want to go three for three. Two for three is good, especially in baseball. You're a damn all-star if you're two for three. Right? Sure. Right? You know, so I'll take being two for three. I really want to be three for three, though. So I don't know. I'll find a way. By the time four o'clock rolls around, I'll find a way to, uh, you know, to to tee up that question of Vinny Bonsignor where I don't want to sound disrespectful, right? It's like it's not it's not as bad as you know when people ask the question like or when they uh, like when you see someone like a young lady and you're like, oh hey, how far along are you? And she's like, I'm not pregnant. That's like the worst. I've never done that, but I've, I've every once in a while there has been times Ari where I've like. Thought about it, and then I was like, I don't know. Is she pregnant or not? I'm just going to leave it alone because I don't want to be that guy. Yep. I witnessed that once. Someone else that actually yeah. works here. I worked with him a long time ago, and it was just the whole. He works there now? Yes. He was. Oh, who was the big dummy who said that? He was like 18, but it was Angel. Angel, our awesome remote tech. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just... shout out to Angel. He might be he might be a Buffalo Wild Wings with me tomorrow. I'm not too sure, but shout out to Angel. It was her reaction, and then the next several weeks of us being like, "Yeah, man, definitely don't do that again." It was <laughs> it was traumatizing right. to everybody. So yeah, I, I feel like from that, I'll never make that mistake. So. Yeah, no, that that's the one that you don't ever you don't recover from that one, right? Like yeah. I've never I've never done that. I've never ever asked that question, but it's definitely gone in my mind a couple times. And before I decided to pull the trigger on actually asking. In, I was like, yeah, you know what, Q? I want to pull that one back, man. True, Just, true yeah. radio guy right there. He knows, <laughs> right. he knows how to think before he speaks. Yeah, man. Let's uh, not go ahead and go down that route. This happened about 12, 13, 14 years ago, so I feel like it's still embedded in my brain. It's the first thing that popped in my head, so... You, oh, do, yeah. you really do never. No, like, there's certain you things never that move it, on from that. Yeah. No, and, and if you do it, you only do it once. Exactly. Right? And then you realize, like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. He like, knows. You're gonna, trust I'm me. I'm going to. I'm going to make sure that she says five times that she's pregnant, and even tells me when the expect you know expecting date is before right. I'm like, oh hey, how you doing? Oh, you're pregnant. Right. Nah, not going to go there. Yep. Yeah. So. Anyway, we just went from Vinny Boston, you're being an offensive lineman, to a female pregnant that ain't really pregnant. We care about <laughs> people's how, feelings here. And that's here. how it happens.
happens organically here. You unnecessary know? <laughs> roughness. That's right. See, now that's the unnecessary part of unnecessary roughness right there. That is way unnecessary. But that's how we get nope. down with the get down when we get to get down here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So, again, our guest coming up, pretty excited about who we get to talk to today. Ryan Harris, former Denver Bronco offensive lineman, Super Bowl 50 champ. Of course, the great Lincoln Kennedy. Love him. He'll be on the call with uh, Jason Horowitz on Sunday as well. And you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Vinny Bonson, you are 430. Also, we'll have reason or excuse. My man Ari will take over the wheels of steel and he'll uh, give us some some thoughts and give us some uh, topics and we'll decide if they're reasons or excuses. And I hope that one of your topics, I'm not trying to uh, ruin your show or ruin what you got lined up. I sure hope one of them is not uh, uh, the latest ruling from the NCAA when it comes to college eligibility and uh, some certain players that may be playing at North Carolina or wanted to play at North Carolina. I hope that wasn't one of them. Don't tell me if it was. Because I'm hot. I'm already hot on that subject. And I'm going to leave it alone at that because I might just go off. You know, everyone that has no idea what I'm talking about. I was like, man, I don't know what Q's mad about. But, yeah, there's um, the NCAA just drives me crazy. They, they, they pick and choose their battles, and they pick and choose them so poorly. But if that is one of the topics, then, well, that's something that's like a little bit of a tease that we may talk about coming up at 4.30. So as you can tell, we are locked and loaded. Got a lot to get to on the, uh, on the show in the course of the next few hours. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So as I, I know, as a lifelong Raider fan, I know that the majority of the league, there's a lot of fan bases and a lot of teams that look at the Raiders and say, oh, that's our bitter rival, right? I get it. There's so many teams and fan bases in particular that just can't stand the Raiders. And the more I travel, the more I, I find even more, right? <laughs> so uh, even being here in Bristol, right, I, I, there's, there's, there's plenty of fan bases uh, that are represented here in this building that are like, yeah, we we can't stand the Raiders, and so it's so funny. And I always say that uh, you know you're, you're never you're not really a, a bad program or a bad team if everybody hates you. And and we know that the Raiders haven't had the success that they should or any of us would like them to have over the past I don't know twenty plus years, right? I mean the twenty number is the easy number to always go back to, but it's it's actually more than that. You know they haven't had the exact success that everyone wants, but they still. They still resonate in so many different fan bases just in their crawl, man. They just drive them crazy. Ooh, can't stand those Raiders, right? And for one reason or the other, it could be one game. It could be like they've dominated a series like the Raiders have dominated against the Broncos as of late. There could be so many different reasons. Hell, there's plenty of Chiefs fans that hate the Raiders. And, well, I mean, that's a that's a big-time rivalry. But for the, for the most part, the, the Chiefs have dominated the rivalry. So it's not even much of a rivalry at this point just because, well, uh, again, you've got to have success on both sides as far as I'm concerned to have a real deal rivalry. But as far as this game coming up on Sunday, this is the first question I have for you. Where does it stand in line as far as hated rivals for you? Like how much when you see the Denver Broncos on the on the schedule, how much do you say, "Ooh, that's that team, man! I hope that the Raiders beat the brakes on." Like the you know the one that you just really cannot stand. I mean, again, looking at the AFC West, you can say say that about the Chargers, say that about the Chiefs and the the Broncos. But where do the Broncos stand as far as that hated rival? I'll say this: looking at the Chargers, I don't even hate the Chargers, and and, and I guess hate's a wrong like the a, a too harsh of a word. I don't even really trip off the Chargers. I think that's the best way to put it. I really don't. And I don't know why, but they never really have bothered me. Like, their fans don't bother me. I don't even think that their fans are very aggressive. That's probably why that they don't bother me. Like, I, I have a lot of friends uh, back in Central Cali that are Charger fans, and they used to try to talk trash to me, but the trash they would talk would be so, like, so soft. It would be nothing. Like, oh, Q, you Raiders, they stink. And I was like, is that really all? Is, you worked all week on that? 
Like that's what you came with. You didn't hit me with nothing that was like uh, that really hurt, or that was a that was a you know a low blow or anything, or something that 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 showed that you're fired up. Oh, it's all good. Maybe it's the powder blue jersey. I don't know, but it's just something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know a Charger fan or two that are really, just really aggressive. But to me, I've never looked at the Chargers as really that aggressive team. The Broncos obviously can't stand them. You know, I think that that's a a big time rivalry, and uh, you know, love the fact that the Raiders have dominated as of late. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are always going to be one. But for me, I guess being from the Bay, it's always going to be San Francisco. It's going to be the one that I really can't stand the most, right? Just because I had so many friends that were 49er fans, and it was like, all right, Q, you're going to pick a side. You're either going to be San Francisco or you're going to be a Raider. I was like, you kidding me? <laughs> I am not representing anything on that side of the bridge, right? <laughs> Even when I worked at Wild 94.9 that was located in San Francisco, I was like, yeah, I'll go there. I'll go there to clock in. But I'm out. I'm going back to the East Bay. And it's funny being here in Bristol. We actually had a conversation. I was talking with Joe Fortenbaugh, who used to work at 95.7 The Game in the Bay Area. And we were talking about the two radio stations, KMBR and then uh, also 95.7 The Game. And it's like KMBR was the San Francisco station. And when 95.7 The Game was launched, that was like the East Bay radio station. And so I was, man, I was going, I was holding court the other night. I was like, man, I'm trying to tell you the East Bay this, the East Bay that. And I was just representing. So for me, like I said, for being from the Bay, it's always going to be the 49ers as the one that really just drives me, you know, the craziest and the one that I, I really want the Raiders to win every single time. Like even this last preseason game that they won felt good, <laughs> right? I was hoping that they were going to win that, uh, that, that uh, New Year's game on, uh, on last year when they were getting ready to close out the, the season when uh, Jarrett Stidham got his start and almost beat them, right? Took them to overtime. They, they definitely underestimated the, the Raiders, and, and the Raiders almost got on top of them and won that game. They didn't, but, man, they were right there. Sure was hoping they were going to get that W. So I guess for me, it's the, the 49er game is the, is the worst, but the Broncos definitely is pretty high. But I want to know from you, where does this game stand as far as that, that rival that you just can't stand? 702-365-9200 and don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R. And then on the other side of things, when it comes to the players on the team, what new player can you not wait to see make his Raiders debut? And Ari, you mentioned it a little while ago. I'm a DB by, well, by heart, <laughs> right? Not really by skill set, but, uh, you know, uh, it was all good. I'm a, I'm a DB by heart. So with me, I can't wait to see Ja'Cory Bennett. That's the guy that I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing that number zero out there on the island. Um, I don't know. Again, we talked to Vic Tafer yesterday on the show, and it sounded like he wasn't sure uh, if Ja'Cory was going to start or not. I think that he is. But I guess it, time will tell. Obviously, the game kicks off at 125 on Sunday. But I'm looking for number zero, I right? I mean, he's gonna stand he was, out. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's definitely going to stand out just by his number. But I think that his play, what I saw in training camp in the preseason, and he didn't really play that much in the preseason, but what I really saw in training camp and nobody being able to run by him, that stood out to me in a major way. I want to see now when it all matters, when it's all, you know, when it's all for real, what it's going to look like, right? So that's that's who I'm looking forward to. That's the new player that I'm looking forward to the most. And the new player doesn't have to be a guy that was drafted. A new player could be a guy that was brought in as a free agent. You could be talking about Jimmy G. You could be talking about Robert Spillane, Marcus Epps. I mean, there's a bunch of different players, Marcus Peters. I mean, there's so many different players that you can look at and say, that's the guy that I'm looking forward to the most. But for me, it's Jacorian Bennett. And on the other question, as far as the, the team, you know, the team that, that I don't like the most is uh, San Francisco. But again, that's for me. So I want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's start off with our guy, Sean in Henderson. Sean, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Thank you. How are you? Congratulations on uh, your career trajectory. I still think the best is yet to come, although this is a great accomplishment for you. 
Hey, there's no question the donkeys are number one. Can't stand them. Can't stand uh, any of the Shanna rats that were coaching them. Uh, just awful. Can't stand the operation at all. The Chiefs and 49ers are up there, and the Chiefs are getting to that level because they're winning. In fact, it's something, an observation as a season ticket holder, it was really frustrating to see our stadium 80% red for the last two weeks. Yeah. And so yeah. that made it all the worse. But um, now as far as the player that really excites me is Jimmy G. Let's see what he can do. I tell you what, I love the guy's charisma. I love his leadership. I love the idea this is a guy that unquestionably will command the locker room. Guys love him, want to play with him. Hey, I'm hoping being the most handsome guy in the field might translate <laughs> to a couple extra wins. Thanks there you go. Hey, 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 you too. Appreciate the call. I'll tell you what, being the most handsome guy on the radio got me a couple wins myself. <laughs> Ari's like, okay, Q, I'm done. No, no, really, I'll tell you what. I'm glad you brought up Jimmy G. I really am because anyone who's who's ever listened to this show knows I was 100% against Jimmy G. But I'll tell you what, man, just getting to know the guy, and I'm not saying I know him like we go hang out or whatever, but just kind of hearing him and seeing how he interacts with the players, I think that they really like him. I really do. I think that he's going to be a guy, like you said, he commands the huddle, and he doesn't do it in a – like I'm a I'm a a hole type of way, right? He does it in a way where it's like you know he's he's very firm, but at the same time he's he's just he's just one of the guys. Again, when Andre James said he's one of the guys that that has resonated with me ever since he said that. So uh, I I think that Jimmy G, I'm, I'm interested, I'm intrigued, right? Of course, I'm always going to be concerned about the the injury history, but I'm really intrigued on how Jimmy G operates under this uh, this offense with Josh McDaniels, knowing that he knows it, has been away from it for a long time, and has a lot of really good weapons around him. So, hey, that's good stuff, man. Sean, thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to uh, Raider Greg in Sacramento on the 916. Keep it clean, Raider Greg. What's on your mind? <laughs> I was just about to say that, Q. I'm glad to hear talk to you and Ari, man. I'm going to say I apologize. You know, earlier I got a little too fired up on the JT show, man. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, it's, we ready to beat the Broncos. But uh, being from the Bay, North Bay out here too, man, uh, San Francisco is always the biggest, man. We, You know, man, even our families. I'm from out here too. And, uh, you know, the families, it's always split down between Raiders and Niners, right, mm-hmm. where, where the team split. So it's, it's huge. But right now, ultimately, it's the Chiefs, man. Okay. It's got to be the Chiefs for me because that's what the AFC West goes through. Um, and I just I, – I hope they lose every game, man. That's really how <laughs> I felt about the Niners all those years. Yeah. And that's how I feel about the Chiefs now. So that's that's what I put for them. Um, but the rookie I want to see, I, I agree with you, is Ja'Korian Bennett. Just nice. by what we've seen, what we've heard the veterans talk about when we hear him talk, the maturity that we see, uh, he seems like a, just a, a, a gym rat, somebody that studies the game. And he is huge to our key to success on defense, I believe. If yeah. Corin could really be one of those lockdown guys, if he could really hold down his side, of course he's going to get tested in the beginning. But if he can show right away, especially in this game, that he's not one to be targeted, having Marcus Peters and these other guys, I think we're going to be a problem, man. He's, he's huge to our success. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Great call. Raider Greg out, the, out of Sacramento, the 916. And, you know, the Chiefs, it's hard to argue with the Chiefs, right? It really is because they've been so dominant. And you just want to see the Raiders get back to a point where they're at least, I mean, I I feel like at some point they've got to be splitting on the regular, right? And then every once in a while, every once in a while, have them, have them sweep in a year, right? But they've got to get to a point where they at least split with the Chiefs. And that's even been hard to come by. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and his record against the, the Raiders right now is impeccable. 
It's ridiculous. So I, I totally understand that. There's no doubt. Again, like I said, being being in the Bay and uh, and, and seeing all the 49ers and hearing 49er fans talking trash and uh, me used to beef back and forth with them, especially in the barbershop and everything, it's always going to be San Francisco. But, yeah, man, that, uh, that Chiefs, I, I, I totally understand. Let's get one more quick call in. How about uh, Raider Joe? Uh, Raider Joe calling from Pico Rivera. Raider Joe, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Q? I met you before right there at that golf place where you guys will hang out before the game. But the reason I think you don't, you don't hate the you don't hate the Chargers like we do is because they have no championship. There's nothing to hate on. That's what I was calling for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. Great stuff. Appreciate you. <laughs> that's awesome. I like it. And yeah, it's it's so funny, man. And like I said, maybe it's the it's the the powder blue jerseys too that just it's it's not very intimidating. You know, it's just it's, I don't know. I don't know what it is about them, but I've never really. Then they're really tripped on them. And there was a time where they were really dominant. Like when they had LT and he'd run for what felt like 400 yards against the Raiders every game. And I told him that too. But I told him that laughing. Like I wasn't even, it wasn't even like a place of anger. I was just like, man, he used to dominate against the Raiders. You ran for like 400 yards and four touchdowns. Like, yeah, I think so. But he told me I had nothing but respect for Al Davis. He's like, man, me and Al used to talk. And he was, I mean, LT was a genuine, genuine dude when I talked to him at the Super Bowl one year. That was when, matter of fact, Super Bowl 50. Uh, so, yeah, it was Super Bowl 50, we were talking, and, and he was like saying how much uh, respect he had for Al and how they used to talk, and Al used to give him big props on just the way he played. And uh, so it was, it's just something about the Chargers. They never really, I don't know, they were just never that, that team that, that ever kind of struck fear in anybody. I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, Rick hit us up on Twitter, at uh, RNR920AM, at Ari Produces, and at your boy Q254. Hate in order. Chiefs, Broncos, Steelers. Chargers. There you go. So that's uh, Rick Appleseed. Hit us up on Twitter. Thanks so much for that. Definitely appreciate you. And you keep that feedback coming, man. Hit us up at uh, 69187 keyword RNR. Of course, you can hit us up on the dump. And that is the don'tbebroke.com text line, but you can hit us up on Twitter as well. As I mentioned, I uh, want to know, you know, where does this game stand for you as far as uh, hated rivals, the Denver Broncos up first on the schedule for the silver and black? And what new player, doesn't necessarily have to be a rookie, what new player can you not wait to see make his Raiders debut? Like, you're so fired up to see this certain player play. Who is that? A new player. Rookie, free agent, whatever the case may be, let us know about a 69187, keyword R&R. Former Denver Bronco offensive tackle Ryan Harris joins the show next. Randish Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Wasn't a problem last year, but now you got a new sheriff in town who's laid it out there. This is maybe not the dude that I want. This is maybe not the dude that I can win with. All of a sudden, Russell Wilson being Russell Wilson is a problem. I don't think it's fair that we should ask him to do or be something that he can't possibly be if it's not going to work for him. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. 
That's ESPN's Freddie Coleman talking about Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And it's funny, ESPN's Freddie Coleman literally just walked by the studio I'm in. <laughs> As I'm here in Bristol, Connecticut, on the campus of ESPN, that's my brother Freddie Coleman right there just breaking it on down, talking Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And we're getting ready to talk some Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and kind of give you a preview of the Denver Broncos and thoughts on the upcoming game and really the upcoming season as well for the Denver Broncos where a lot are giving – them a big time chance and showing them a lot of love that they're going to be a really good team first year under head coach Sean Payton. He's going to get things turned around quick, fast, and in a hurry, but uh, we will see in just a minute. So we're efforting Ryan Harris, former offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos. Uh, we're hoping to get him in a hot second, and we do. I got the thumbs up from Ari. Definitely appreciate that. Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, and join us now on the phone lines is Super Bowl 50 champ, former offensive lineman Ryan Harris. And Ryan, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. And Today's the first day of the NFL season, the Chiefs and uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, what did this feel like for you when you knew that the season was opening up? Oh, it's just the world is your oyster, and great to be with you, Q. And as a player, you just can't wait, right? It doesn't matter the pre-rankings. It doesn't matter who was picked up and in free agency, who you drafted. You know your team, and you know this is really when people are fighting for their jobs. Now you're saying, hey, I'm a part of the elite of the elite. I made it. You know, rookies are going to get their parents' tickets and all those things, but as a player, you can't wait to show how much of a, an improvement you've made as a professional in just one year. Does it get was it like that uh, that first day of school type feeling where you almost kind of got uh, you know butterflies in your belly, but you were excited to be back? Yeah, hundred percent. Except for, I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't even I didn't know I was going to get in a fight uh, on the first day of school. But you know, you're going to get in a fight <laughs> in the NFL. Like that, no matter what happens tonight, there's going to be emotions there's going to be people who you know get tired and when they get tired they get frustrated so um so yeah it's kind of like the first day of school except you know you're going to go against the biggest baddest dude and strangely you want that right no doubt no doubt ryan harris former offensive lineman for the denver broncos drafted by the denver broncos and won a championship super bowl 50 was part of that winning team so for the denver broncos they're obviously hosting the raiders on sunday sean payton is the new man in in town as far as the head coach goes He's let it be known that there's a lot of work to get that team where he wants it to be and where it should be. From a from where you're standing and knowing the organization like you do, how much work is there to be done? Well, not as much since he showed up. I mean, Russell Wilson's already taken off after he gets two hitches in his drop and, and looking to run the football. And he's also got Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, and others willing to help in the run game. So this is going to be an incredibly successful team. The biggest weak spot, though, is going to be receiver. I mean, they had mm-hmm. they have a hamstring injury to Jerry Judy, and they also uh, lost Tim Patrick, their kind of possession receiver. Now look out for Marvin Mims Jr. Hello, number eighty-three. <laughs> He's going to come out. He may have changed his number. Who knows with rookies? But he is a lot is riding on this rookie being able to understand the passing game, learn it, and they've also got him returning some kicks. So a lot happening for the Broncos quickly with Sean Payton in town. Well, he was a big-time player in college, man. What a big playmaker Marvin Mims was. He was fantastic. So I can understand why uh, anyone that's a Bronco fan or, or fellow or former Bronco player would get excited about that guy because he was dynamic going back to school. So what does what did Sean Payton have to do the most, in your opinion, with Russell Wilson to get Russell back to where he was when we saw him in Seattle? Reestablish the chain of command. Look, hey, all of us think we know we can run the business better than our boss, right? Don't tell yeah. Ari that, or else we'll get you. He's one of the right. best, right? But yep, yep. I'll tell you something. Uh, as a player, you hope for the day that you get to go and make the decisions. And I'll tell you something from people I talk to: 
Last year for the Broncos, they went to Russ and were like, well, what do you like on third down? What do you like on fourth down? But they didn't have the, the expertise that Sean Payton has. I mean, Sean Payton leads the NFL in points per game for head coaches over 100 games coached at 27.3 points per game. And the Broncos were at about 17 points per game last year. So he has the respect of, of Russell Wilson while also giving Russell Wilson less to worry about, kicking family and friends out of the facility. I mean, that's a no-brainer. And if you got a problem, there is no problem because Sean Payton implemented the rule. So you mentioned that Russell Wilson was going to take a couple of hitches and then take off. That's something that he really didn't do a whole lot of last year. He did a lot of scrambling, but not really a lot of taking off. How has he been with, with that element of the game? Is he excited about that? He looks refreshed to do it. And one of the things he knows, too, and sometimes we forget this as players, what helps wash the other hand. I mean, that taking off and running, I still remember Super Bowl Forty Eight when he did that. He did a little quarterback read option, and for the rest of the game, the defense was as vanilla as can be. So he looks excited to do it. He's lighter, about 15 pounds. And here's the other thing. In the past, he might have said to a coach, look, coach, I don't want to spend my career running and take years off of it, so I'm going to just work on being a pocket passer. And a guy like Nathaniel Hackett, heck, even a Pete Carroll is probably saying, okay, sure, no problem. We'll find ways to get the ball downfield. You say that to Sean Payton, he's going to say, well, why are you taking away something that makes a team successful? And now it has to come out. So that's the biggest change that I saw calling the preseason games uh, for the Broncos. And, and I saw it practice as well as there for training camp with Russell Wilson. Again, we're talking with Ryan Harris, former offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Necessary Roughness. Where is it as far as rivalries? I mean, you, you know, you obviously uh, played in the league long enough. You know about rivalries. Are they still alive and well in the NFL like they used to be? You bet your bottom dollar. Look, my first ever start. <laughs> I got tri- and, and look, you're getting a little bit of reprieve, Raiders Nation, because you went to Las Vegas now, right? So I'm not sure if your owner even liked Oakland. But my first ever star queue, I was down there in the warm-ups. I tripped on a teammate and fell right next to these Raiders fans. Like, oh, Harris, we hope you're starting tonight. And I was like, oh, my God, I am. What's going to happen? And it's just like total panic. The fans are in it. And you respect it as a player. But, man, the Raiders, uh, they play spoiler more than they play victor. And there are enough teams, including the Broncos, that that rivalry is real. And I can tell you from talking to people who even just got to the team, whether that's front office or current players, um, they all found a reason individually not to like the Raiders. And it starts with the fact that Broncos haven't beat the Raiders the last six meetings. Right. Yeah, exactly. What What have you seen from, from the those games the last six times? What has stopped the Denver Broncos from beating the Raiders? I saw enough to know that it was ridiculous not to offer Josh Jacobs, who averages over 100 yards every time he plays this divisional opponent, the Denver Broncos, a new contract. I mean, look, I had Josh McDaniels as a coach. That's all I have to say about that. And Josh Josh Jacobs has been the difference maker. Now you got Devontae Adams going against Patrick Sertan, who's arguably the best corner in the league. But I love the Notre Dame guy you guys got in Michael Mayer. So Raiders yeah. Nation, I hate to say this, but you can enjoy watching. Yeah, no, Michael Mayer I think is going to be fantastic. I really do. I, I like what he does, especially in the red zone. And, well, you know that's the winning zone is being in the red zone. But you mentioned Pat Sertan, and that's a heck of a matchup right there, him and Devontae Adams going up against each other. How much have you seen him mature since he's been with Denver now for the couple of seasons? Incredible. I mean, he's in his third year, and he talked – unprompted he talked about how he wanted to be a better leader this year for the Broncos I mean not a lot of third-year players are saying that and he talked about how much he talks with his dad about the position of course his dad played cornerback you got to remember he played with 
under Nick Saban. And say what yeah. you want, but Nick Saban's the best, best defensive coach in college football. And so he knows the schemes. He's been on man-to-man. Heck, he was practicing against four first-round picks. I think five, right. if you count uh, Henry Ruggs. So, yeah. I mean, just a tremendous amount of experience with a, a want to learn. I'll tell you, Q, the difference between goods and greats in the NFL do you want to learn? Do you want to get better? Do you want to show everybody how good you are right now? And Pat Sertan's a guy who wants to get better each and every snap, and he's worked to do so. How do you th- think that the Broncos will I- implore their defense, right? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that Sertan's going to have uh, Devontae Adams all day long, and he may have a little help over top, but slowing down Josh Jacobs. The Raiders also have some other weapons offensively. How do you expect them to kind of you know, defend the Raiders on Sunday? Well, everybody's going to get introduced to Zach Allen, arguably the best Mm. and most under-the-radar pickup of uh, the free agency by the Broncos. He's a monumental defensive end in that 3-4 defense, slides to the inside. He's going to have, whether he has a good day or not, determines if the Broncos win. And then you got Randy Gregory, who really hasn't been healthy and available enough for games to make make an impact, and he will now be able to now that he's healthy and ready to play. He said he wants to earn some of the contract that he, he, he was paid for while he was injured. So you got a tremendous defensive line. you got the backfield with Justin Simmons at safety and, and Sertan. But the weak spot right now for the Broncos is linebacker. And if, I'm, if I am the Raiders, I'm going to attack that middle of the defense early and often. Ryan said that, like, if I'm the Raiders, I am not the Raiders, but if I am. Hey, I got morals want... and principles. I couldn't be. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Come on. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I love how you distinguish that, though. Like, if I'm the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not mad. Uh, I'm not mad. That That's good stuff right there. You mentioned earlier on about the running game, Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan. What do you see from that, that two-headed monster right there, especially Javante coming back from that knee injury that you were mentioning? Well, number one, they got to be great because they got an undrafted free agent who was homeless two years ago in Jaleel McLaughlin who can tote that rock, owns the NCAA record for most yards from scrimmage, rushing yards, 8,000 in his college career. I mean, that's insane. So those guys know the pressure's on. And the thing that people forget about Samaje Piran, this is a guy who's been in multiple playoff games, played in a Super Bowl, and is a leader in just, I believe it's his sixth year in the NFL. So... A tremendous uh, stable of running backs who are going to have to produce to stay on the field because they got somebody else who's coming behind them if they don't. And that's the best kind of team to have, one stacked with talent and ready to perform. Well, there you go. Well, Ryan, great stuff, man. We definitely appreciate you. Good little preview for what's going to come up not only on Sunday, the first week of the season, but also week 18, the final week of the season, uh, the Raiders and Broncos. Thanks so much for your time, man. It's great catching up with you. We appreciate you. Great to talk to you, and congrats on all your success. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ryan Harris right there, former Bronco offensive lineman, won Super Bowl 50 against the Carolina Panthers. That one was going on in the Bay Area. That was in Santa Clara, not in San Francisco. But it was in Santa Clara against Cam Newton and those uh, Carolina Panthers. So many thanks to Ryan Harris. And I saw that text. Ask him what he means about that's all he's got to say about Josh McDaniels. We want more context. Uh, I kind of, I think we've already heard all the stories, right? I think we already kind of know what he what he means by that. I think a, a lot of former players that played for Coach McDaniel's in Denver uh, have said just about what Ryan said, and probably said more. And I think he said all he needed to say with not saying a whole lot of uh, anything. So uh, thanks so much for that text. We do appreciate you. Before we take a quick break, or do you want to take a break right now, Ari? What do you want me to do? Want to get this call real quick? Yeah, let's talk to Wendy. 
All right. Just win, Wendy. You're up. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm in Oakland at the nice. airport. Nice. I'm flying to Denver. You know what's so weird is that there's just no Raider t-shirts or jerseys, and it's so weird to be in Oakland and not see them. I right. tell you, very strange. Anyway, flying to Denver. I'm really excited about the weekend. I'm going to try to go to the Black Hole Party, which is at the 5280 Bar uh, in Denver, and hopefully other people are going to go to that. And then I'm going to be looking for tailgates on Sunday. If anybody out there has ideas about tailgates, please let me know. And then I will be the obnoxious one yelling at all of our <laughs> defense to get out there and get Russell. There you and go. I hope I hope there's no... Um, no scoring on his, you know, maybe he'll just go, we'll just shut him out. That would be great, huh? There you go. Sack him a couple <laughs> times, pick him off a couple times. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. And then, and then let's see uh, Marcus Peters do, do his magic. You know, I want to see some really good secondary and see those linebackers get it back there. Let's see these new guys show us what they got. Show us there you what go. they got. There you go. I like it. Show me what you're working with. There you go. Yeah. There is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, travel safe, Wendy. Have a uh, safe flight out there and have fun at the game. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. There you go. Just with Wendy on her way to Denver. Only Your only responsibility is bring back a victory. It's all you got to do. You got to bring back a victory. And I'll tell you what, everyone we talk to that covers the Broncos, played for the Broncos, with the Broncos, all have all the confidence in the world that that team has already turned around. Ryan was very adamant that that team has already turned around and that it didn't take very long for Sean Payton to get them where they need to be. I am one of those guys that I'll believe it when I see it, but their confidence already coming out of Denver, it is just, it's it's pouring out of Denver. When I called him, the fr- I go, hey, Ryan. He goes, hey, you guys ready to have a vic- like the victory parade for the Broncos in the Super Bowl? That's I, I said. I'm not talking. Go, you know, take that on air. But right, yeah, right. That's, that's how awesome. you open the convo. So you're I'm, right. I'm not mad. They are. I'll tell you confidence. what, man. They are. Uh, they are full of confidence, and that's fine. I'm not mad. Have all the confidence in the world. You're supposed to. If you ain't got confidence in yourself, who's gonna have confidence in you, right? I'm okay with that. But uh, many thanks to Brian. We appreciate him. Uh, coming up next, we'll take some more of your calls and texts. And the Thursday injury report has come out for the Raiders and the Broncos. We'll go over that as well. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Coming up at 3 o'clock, we'll go through the NFL Week 1. We'll go through all the games on the docket, starting with tonight's Chiefs and Lions game. And it's just been announced Travis Kelsey will not play in that game this evening. It's not a big surprise, but I know he was lobbying to try to get in there. So the Chiefs are smart. They're holding them out, not letting them play in Week 1 because Week 1 to them is not going to matter. Week 1 is great. They want to get the victory and all, and he's going to be a key cog in that, but they've got to hold on to him for the long haul. So I think that Andy Reid made the right decision, and I never really had a doubt that he was going to make the right decision on that. So we'll go through our NFL picks coming up at the top of the hour. Of course, we want to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200 and the WBroke.com text line 69187, keyword r What does this game mean to you? The Raiders-Denver, that rivalry that Ryan Harris said is alive and well, and for a player – and let's not get it twisted. I know he was talking trash, talking a little bit of dirt, but it was, as far as I'm concerned, that was barbershop dirt. I, I loved it. I loved all the back and forth. That's what it's supposed to be about. So you could tell as a former player and a former Bronco on top of that, you know, with stories of Raider fans giving him the dirt when he tripped and fell over a teammate, I thought that was kind of cool. So, yeah, I can I can, uh, I can, appreciate that as we have Lincoln Kennedy coming up at 3.30, and I know he's got a lot to trash and talk about the Denver Broncos as well. So uh, all, all friendly 
banter right there as far as I'm concerned. Want to go over real quick the Raiders injury report. DeAndre Carter, Brandon Face on Chandler Jones. Three guys that were on the list yesterday on the list again. Uh, Carter dealing with a knee injury was limited just like he was on Wednesday. Face on with a shin injury did not participate just like he didn't participate on Wednesday. And Chandler Jones is still dealing with a, a personal issue, was not there at the facility, and I'm sure he won't be at the facility anytime soon. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the Broncos, they have the same four guys that they had on the the uh, injury report on Wednesday. Greg Dolchik, the tight end, Jerry Judy, wide receiver, and also tight end Chris Manhurts, and then Riley Moss, the cornerback. For uh, Dolchik, he participated fully. He was did not participate on uh, on Wednesday. He's a full uh, participant today. Uh, Chris Manhurts, the other tight end, chest injury. He was a full participant as well. Wide receiver Jerry Judy was limited, and Riley Moss, the cornerback, was limited as well. Also, we've got a uh, we got some locker room sound coming through right now. Vinny Bonsignor is hustling up inside the Raiders locker room. He's already sent us Hunter Renfro, Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. He's on the way as well. So we've got a lot to get to on this show. And of course, we want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R. Looking at this text from Mailman Raider. Q, I'm looking forward to seeing Marcus Peters and Jacorian the most. I've got so much faith in these two this week uh, to get a pick that I picked up uh, AM starting the 2% owned Raiders defense in fantasy. <laughs> okay, I, I pick six, four, uh, one pick six, four sacks. All right, so I'm trying to look at this, and you know I'm not a fantasy football guy, so he picked up. I'm starting the 2% owned Raiders defense, so I'm assuming that nobody has the Raiders defense except for Mailman Raider in his fantasy football league, and he's assuming that they're going to get one pick six and four sacks. Now, that's a hell of a day at the office. If that happens, if that happens on Monday, the show is going to write itself. I'm just going to walk in. I might even walk into the studio. I might even walk into the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio and say, welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Phone line is open. <laughs> and I'll just step back. Ari's going to do all the work for the two, three hours, two hours and 59 minutes if that happens. A pick six and four sacks on Saturday, Sunday against uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. That would be a hell of a day to have a hell of a day. So uh, thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. One more text from Brad and Concord. Because it's divisional going way back, I'd have to say Kansas City is the worst and then the Donkeys. I loathe them. Going to the Coliseum and from the Bay Area, the Niners rank up there too. I actually stupidly rooted for them in their first Super Bowl against the Bengals when I was in middle school. Those fans made me regret that ever since. When I see a Niners sticker on a car or see the clothes, I can't say it on the radio. What comes to mind? No red is allowed in my house, and I own no red clothes because of this. And that works for the Chiefs, too. My wife shakes her head. That's Brad and Concord. Thanks for that text. It's so funny when you talk about no red and you don't wear red, and people always get on me for wearing red, and I always say that that's the power color that I wear. Uh, I do it all the time. I always have my red polo uh, or you know some kind of red. For the longest, I never wore red either because I never wanted it to be a target, right? I mean, when I was growing up in the in the Bay, I never wanted to stand out. Like, I never wanted to have that big, bright color on, so I never wore it. But people used to tell me, hey, man, that color red looks good on you. Nah, I'm good. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just stick with the dark colors. I'm good. But now I don't have any problem with it, and uh, I think I'm good to go. And, of course, I, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the red polo shirt because it's making a statement, as I've made a statement here for the last three days inside the uh, the building on the campus of ESPN. But thanks so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate that. You can keep that going. Yeah, we got this text from the 510, the 5 and dime. Ryan sounds like a class one hater, man. <laughs> That's a funny one. I like that. Good stuff. That's really good. How about Raider Joe from San Ramon? I lived there for a minute. Hey, Q, Raider Joe from San Ramon, the team I hate the most is 100% the 49ers. I've always hated them, and I'm most uh, looking forward to seeing Tyree Wilson. I can't wait to see what him and Max can do together this year. And, yeah, Tyree's going to be exciting as well. Don't know how much he's going to get, how many reps he's going to get on Sunday, but I'm definitely excited to see him. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. 
And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.